Stand Up Talk Radio Network. I'm, I'm pretty sure that you have a way harder time getting through life than the average person, Ari. I, I don't know why anybody would listen to this. I know I won't. Ari, your advice single-handedly broke up my marriage. You're an awful person. You're 24 years old. Why would I listen to you? Why would you be giving therapy and advice to people who clearly need it? It doesn't make any sense, Ari. This is a horrible idea. You're listening to You're listening to Unlicensed. 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 Unlicensed Therapy with Ari Mendes. Ari Mendes. Hello and welcome to Unlicensed Therapy with me, your host, Ari Mendes. If you haven't heard the show before, this is a therapy session. I have comedians come in, friends, pretty much all comedians. They talk about their problems and that are going on in their life. I give them advice. Now, if you're wondering, Ari, why are you giving advice? What do you know? Yeah, it's true. I'm not a licensed th- therapist. I wasn't a psychology major in college. I'm not even the guy my friends go to for advice. But you know what? I care. Now, today, I have my friend Earl Skakel here. Earl Skakel is a stand-up comedian. He is a trust fund baby. He is an actor. He is a nice guy, one of the nicest guys in town. He's very funny. That's right. Now, to me, when I when I look at Earl, I see a guy, he has a, a pet dog that he loves. He has his own two-bedroom condo with his own washer and dryer in the unit i've been there a big screen tv you have in there how do you remember how big it is Is 80 inches 75 inch 75 inch high def tv he's got the newest macbook pro doesn't even do anything that justifies that but he has the newest macbook pro he has his dream car it's the uh what kind of car is it again (laughs) i like it it's it's, really done your research it's a dodge magnum yeah dodge magnum the, the wagon but with the souped up v8 custom exhaust Paid off. Paid off completely. Cold air intake. Cold air intake. He's got new Jordans he rocks every week. Different pair of Jordans each week. And probably they're not all, mostly not Jordans, but you know, new shoes. Can I bring up something that was of a religious experience that is in line with what you're talking yeah. about? Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday I went with the great Emily, Emily LaFord to uh-huh. John Barbados on Melrose. And went shopping. Went shopping. I put on this jacket. It was a 56. The salesman's like, I'm going to take you over to this guy. He's going to fit you. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy? So the guy puts his hand on my shoulders, puts his hand on my sides, and goes, you're 54. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. My name's Earl. He's like, John. I'm like, oh, nice to meet you. John Barbados. I don't know who that is, but there you go. So he, he meets we were with in Barbados. clothing designers. He's a clothing clothing designer. The guy. He's the guy. Okay. So, so you're buying Barbados. To me... You have everything. You, you get girls here and there. You have everything, right? Everything a guy could want. Big for dick. For the most part. Yeah, big dick. He left um, that out. He works out a lot. So so what's wrong? Why are you here? Well, I, I do get girls, but uh, I, I don't know if I keep them. Uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know. Uh, well, you know, I from, from what I can see, that has to do with picking the right girl, the one that's going to want to stay when you pick a girl that uh, maybe a little younger than you, maybe isn't as settled down in their life as you are in yours. Because you're, you know, you have goals. You're not where you want to be necessarily, uh, maybe. But 
but you you're settled you know you have the place you've been living a long time you got a dog you got the tv you got the washer and dryer the two girls that i know you've dated are a little bit younger but more but less so about the age i i'm not against you know i don't believe age is just a number but less about the age they're not they're not settled they're not they're probably going to live in a different place 10 years from now they're probably going to have different things going on if if you want a girl to stick around you have to date a girl that's in the same place in their life as you are um i would agree to a degree on that but i think uh i'm not saying they have to have as much money as you or as whatever i'm just saying like they can't be you know they're in the infancy of their adulthood i would agree with that yeah these last two girls you've dated but i think when uh you know about the uh, last one specifically uh um, I never thought of her as being a twenty-year-old. She might be very mature. mature she so. that, and that's true. She's very mature, but you can't deny she's in the infancy of her adulthood. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, there's no way she's going to be in the same place in her life five years from now, or even three years from now. She'll probably be somewhere completely different. So that's to me. The main, I know there's other drama that happened. Maybe you were accused of some shady behavior. Maybe you guys got in fights. Maybe, but oh, I, I think really getting in fights. But the real reason it ended, in my opinion, from an outside perspective, is because of where you're at in, in your life, in your own life, and where she's at in her life. Um, what I, would you say to that? You disagree? Uh, I don't think you're right. I don't think you're wrong. I think there's a couple. Uh, extenuating uh, circumstances uh, that happened in this particular case. Where, Which are? Well, I can't really uh, get into that, uh, you know, details, uh, but... Oh, uh, I got it. You're a little closed off about your life. Uh, well, uh, it's just yes. misunderstandings, and then uh, it was literally Let's like... Let's clear a, them up. Uh, I can't... Uh, I know it's okay. like, well, what are you on the podcast for? But, like, I'm trying... Well, you don't have to talk... We don't have to talk about that, but, but it's then a what good, else like, is going on? I mean, we're on it. So, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll delve into it, you know, for a hot minute. I think, um, you know, especially at the, uh, you know, uh, you know, when you, uh, we were on a bit of a break and, you know, we both did mm-hmm. our own thing. And, uh, I think that, uh, you know, I've had this, uh, conversation, uh, before, you know, have you ever broken up with someone and, uh, you guys were, uh, well, who did you hang with while we were apart? Well, I'll, I'll tell that you never something. ends well. I'll I've, tell you something with me. I've had five relationships, five serious relationships. And from my experience, if you take a quote unquote break, if you're like, hey, let's just take a little time, do our own thing, and then we could rekindle this later. Never. No, that means it's over. Right. There's no breaks in a relationship. You're either, you're either in love, you're in it to win it, or you break up. The well, people, I, yeah, we didn't. Uh, well, it, there's exceptions to that rule, obviously, but for the most part, yeah. I mean, I would disagree with you there. I mean, okay. I've broken up with people, and you get back together. You know, you just, you know, things were happening at that moment uh, mm-hmm. that you needed to be alone. But uh, I think the problem was uh, really boiled down to uh, like, you're not a girl, but let's just say you're a girl. Yeah. And you and I were dating. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, tucking it in right now. Right, I just have. I, I'm not the best at explaining myself initially, but uh, so we're dating. Uh, we we break up, you know, four months apart. We do our own thing. We get back together. I'm just going to assume that you hooked up with other people. I don't need to know who. 
It's of no interest to me. I'm just going to assume it happened. Yeah. And uh, so I think, you know, when you have that conversation of, did you hook up with this person or that person? Yeah, it's not It's not going to end well. It never ends well. I've had it with a few girls. Mm-hmm. Um, because then I think, you know, you say, well, I hooked up with uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Susie. Mm-hmm. And then I think, and I'm not saying it was the case in this case, but it's then they want to tell you, well, I hooked up with Joey. And it's just like, it's like a one-upsmanship. Well, here's the thing. That goes back to what I'm saying is you're older you know hey this isn't gonna end well if we talk about this she's new to this thing she hasn't been in that many relationships she's thinking oh i could handle it i could i i could handle who you hooked up with that's fine then you say it turns out she can't handle it uh well i think she uh handled it uh but i think that she uh there's just that's when the a uh misunderstanding happened and it just kind of snowballed but uh, right and then uh maybe something that happened on a tv show that wasn't exactly true uh it didn't help the matter so yeah you uh, can't you can't believe what you hear on tv that goes that's a rule for you listeners too to take in well if you're if you're a fan of roast battle you know it's like um, the, the great brian moses always says uh there's uh, only one rule of roast battle no physical contact mm-hmm. but to me there's an unwritten rule of you know the jokes have to be factual and you know it's like if i uh, i'll say this as a viewer as someone who has no i've never done i've done the pre-roast battle stand-up show but i've never been a participant of roast battle i have no involvement with the show unlike most of the community here at the comedy store <laughs> everyone's trying uh, to get their meat ev- hooks everyone's trying to get i never have i you know i watched it. i've been there from the beginning watching from the open mic um just as a fan but i'll say as a fan a fan who's tied in i don't mind the the lies in but the see, show. i do if it affects you yeah. i think you would feel that like let, let's, sure but let's, that's the risk you take but see, i that disagree yeah. I, I, now I, I mean i know this is yeah. a roast battle podcast but right like you know it's it's like uh if i'm roasting and if uh, you don't know what the roast battle is it's when two comedians go on stage and they basically rip into each other verbally they insult each other via joke form hopefully and then there are judges <laughs> yeah <laughs> right you're a dick yeah yeah so they'll call each other names insult each other make fun of each other and, and that's to be honest, the main reason I haven't done it, I'm sensitive. I don't want to. I don't want to be insulted. I'll take that shit to heart, and I won't sleep for a week. Well, I'm very sensitive as well. Like you know, yeah, uh, you know. I'd... So so Earl was in a battle without saying names. He was in a roast battle. I would no no. I was and, not in the battle. I was not in oh, the battle. So someone else was battling. So there was two people battling, and they made a joke about Earl. They made a joke. They didn't say my name. They referenced, um, you know. They basically could have said my name. You're right. So and so. The people on the inside knew who they were talking about. Put it this way: uh, it was, the joke was done in the House of Blues for a TV taping. So literally, mm-hmm. when the joke was told, literally the whole left side of the House of Blues looked at me instantly. Yeah. Um, and I was even asked about the joke last week by this, you know, pretty big agent. Hey, you weren't the guy that um, person was talking about cheating on so-and-so. And so, I mean, clearly, I mean, the joke was not good, uh, and probably lost this person the battle, but it resonated because we were such a known couple in the community. Right. So, uh, you know, it's just like, it's, it's just not cool. Like, you know, if you and I were battling and, uh, well, let's say me and someone else were battling me and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, um, who, uh, say me and uh, Jeff Dennis were battling. Okay. And, 
And Jeff Danis says, well, Earl has a small dick. And I instantly say, well, ask Ari Manis' girlfriend. She'd beg to differ. Mm -hmm. What do you think right there? That that I might have slept with. Well, to be honest, that's such a... Maybe, but uh, to be honest, that's such like a a thrown joke, like a throw a joke that I could just... That's just a joke. I wouldn't assume that you fucked my girlfriend. But it's such a random reference. Like, right. Why would he pick oh, Ari? Oh, yeah, Ari Manis. Like, why yeah. would he pick Ari Manis to yeah, say that? Yeah, true. And then, then that's going to cause a problem with you and your girlfriend. Yeah. You're going to say, you didn't fuck Earl, did you? Right, true. She's going to say, no, you're not probably going to believe her initially, and then it just creates a problem for you two. Right, just creates unfair. a little riff. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so that was that's another problem I'm dealing with right now. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? All this happened, and and I know you probably put it all on that moment, your relationship kind of ending. I, I think you put a lot of it on that moment. I, I don't, actually, because that's not why we ended. But right. I'm saying we were in an awkward place at that moment. Right, and that did not help things. We were cordial with each other, uh, you know, kind of... Uh, in a weird space yeah. and then that joke was like a hammer hitting a nail right and now uh, it ends but I, but I think I mean there's you really only have one option to do and you and you've probably been doing this you just gotta move on man you just well, gotta you know, but you know you're, that's just put, the whole be, point put of the it qu- behind you but this is the whole point of the podcast so it's what's bothering you yeah that's but, bothering me right and we so we have to make it so this doesn't bother you anymore where it's in the past it's something that happened it's unfortunate but it is what it is, and you gotta, you know, keep pumping that iron at the gym. You gotta keep keep working on the the craft on the jokes. Oh, absolutely, always, always. You gotta keep pumping out your podcast, and you just gotta be so good at what you do, and so chiseled those abs, get those abs so chiseled that You're me you hard. won. Oh, I win in life yeah. anyway against this person. So yeah, but where you really win? Well, I mean, you uh, take that win to the next level. Uh, you know, I'm. I talk about revenge a lot, which is probably the the polar opposite of this podcast because this is about helping you. No, revenge. Um, I love it. I could say, like, revenge will definitely bring you joy and Not gratification. Really. At least it's for a, a minute. temporary joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least that's a checklist that you never wonder about because if you don't get that revenge, then you're always in the back of your mind like, maybe I should get revenge. What would revenge do? Would revenge make me happier? So you got to get the revenge. I mean, it makes you like, you know, it's like shopping. They call it retail therapy. Mm -hmm. You know, like Saturday, I get to meet John Barbados, get a jacket. He fit me and, Mm -hmm. uh, you Mm -hmm. know, but then Sunday. How much did that jacket cost? It's a couple bucks. You know, it's, uh, I don't know if your listeners need to uh, know this, but I've never had a drug or drink in my life. So I have a little, uh, I don't want to say excess money, but like. Was it over $10,000? Oh, no, no, no. It's like, you know, it was, it, let's just say it was over 1000 and under, you know, uh, three. Okay. That, in my head, that's, that's a lot of money, obviously. Oh, absolutely. But in my head, I was like, it, you may, it might have even been crazier. Because that's not insane. That's just like. I mean. That's a lot. I, here's how I live my life financially. I am not one dollar in debt to anybody i have one credit card it's an atm card uh oh so I, that's not even a credit card then it's a I'm debit card really yeah it's it's essentially well it's both i mean you can use it as both but uh you know no I, no no but that's it's it's both in the sense where you could use it where they accept credit cards right. but you have no credit on it so it's really I, just absolutely. a debit card yeah it's a debit card um so when the money's gone it's gone but let me so 
do you because of that do you have credit in the sense where it's like if you needed to get a loan i have amazing or, credit uh, okay good. which is uh you know because i thought as an adult you're supposed to have a credit card not just to buy things with right but also to keep your credit score high and, and build credit but may, i don't know like i pay a mortgage about. every month That's which right. is a, a killer uh, for your credit like if you, mm-hmm. if you pay oh it yeah and uh I've because uh, I always used to buy things in cash. Like mm-hmm. I bought the Dodge Magnum. I, I did a Doritos commercial and mm-hmm. instead of putting twenty grand down and paying it off, so you you know build up your credit. Yeah. Actually, the worst thing I did was paying in full. Yeah. So uh, which is great because you're you're not in debt, but you're also I, I literally had zero didn't credit. credit. Yeah. I didn't have bad credit. I had no credit. Right. That's so, where I'm at right now. I have two thousand dollars worth of credit, so I'm just trying to get some credit cards and pay them off fully yeah. each month. It's a but weird just, uh, yeah. logic that, like, you know, if you pay off your credit cards early, you get penalized. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. yeah, it's stupid. But, uh, I only buy what I can afford. Yeah. So uh, would I love a Porsche? Uh, you know, like Joe Rogan has, absolutely. But can I afford it? No. So I yeah, buy not Dodge. yet. Mm-hmm. Not yet. You know, I mean, uh, Roast Battle has been very, uh, very good to me. You know, I got- heard that you're no longer a part of Roast Battle. I, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I never so said... So maybe it's been very good to you, but now that's that's no longer in your life, so you're going to have to find another job, essentially, right? Um, you know, uh, yeah, is that uh, true? as of right now, I've, uh, I'm taking a sabbatical uh, from the show, just... Uh, oh, so it's, it's not you're not done, you're just taking a break? Um, you know, I, I don't know what the right uh, terminology is. Uh, you know, I just needed to, you know... You're c- given a little space. A couple of years ago, Neil Pert, the drummer from uh, Rush... He just disappeared for a few months, and uh, he had a death in his family, and he just—he literally went to a mountain. Okay, I want to hear more about this drama. Uh, well, there's why- no drama. I just uh, okay. I want to hear more about this uh, break, this distancing of yourself. Why are you? T- I mean, to me, like uh, you know, I've known you since before the roast battle, but you've—it's kind of when I think roast battle to me. It's synonymous with na- nowadays with you, with Moses and Jeff Ross, obviously with Coach Jeremiah, T. Coach T, with Jamar. So why, why are you distancing yourself? Um, well, you know, I feel that you know I'm a very literal person, so uh, you know there's a ranking system in place, and uh, you know, of some, the actual battlers, you mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, and like, who who's the final say on those ranks? By I think the way? four battlers. Uh, I'm not sh- exactly mm-hmm. sure who right now. Like, is there a bias in those ranks? Um, no, they're pretty uh, straight up. Okay. But, um, you know, uh, I believe like the the champ has to face number one or number two you know mm-hmm. um and uh not you know someone outside the top 10 because like they know them better it's like it's like i've got ah, that so so there's a little politics in the but sense very, yes which is i imagine a real thing in real fighting as well both ufc uh wrestling boxing that kind of thing where you so you want to see the number one person battle the number two person because that's what makes the most three. sense. Yeah, but in those top five because that's what makes the most sense uh, statistically speaking. That's what you'd want to see as a fan. But you're saying they're battling the number one guy against the number ten guy. The number th- like thirteenth guy. Number thirteenth guy. It's like I've got. Uh, so he, they're kind of pumping him up a little bit. Well, no, he just was uh, a great ass kisser and. You know, went behind. Uh, you know, the pro to me, the protocol of the show, and 
you know, it's like uh, there's a situation right now in the UFC that's really exactly uh, mimicking what my uh, what the roast battle is going through. Yeah, the the champ is this guy. I know it's not a MMA podcast, but the, mm-hmm. the champ is this guy by the name of Michael Bisping. The number two guy is Luke Rockhold, who is Bisping fighting at the next pay per view. George Saint Pierre, who hasn't fought in three years. But he was, uh, at the time, he just retired. And mm-hmm. it's like, he comes back, gets an instant title shot. So that's not fair to Rockhold. Uh, but it's probably the bigger money fight. Right. GSP and this guy's. But, uh, you know, in, in my particular case, and, uh, you know, just I've got the best fight card of all time. So this, so this situation that happened with the Rose Battle. And a few other things. And a few other things. It, uh, it upset you a little bit. Yeah. And because of that, you're taking... You're, going give, to you're getting a little space, yeah. Going to the mountains. Yeah, you're taking a little vacation. Yeah. And the show will go on without me. Like, sure. I, uh, you know, that's the great thing about Roast Battle is outside of... Everyone seems to be replaceable. Except for Moses and Jeff. And that's right. not me being an ass kisser. It's right. It's like, you get someone else to host a show, but, but they're not yeah. going to do as good as a job. No, of course, yeah. they don't know it like they know and it. There's only one Roast Master. No one even comes close sure. to Jeff. Uh, so... Uh, you know. Sure, it's like they 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 could replace those guys, but that's when the show gets canceled. It's yeah, those so guys uh, get and you know, yeah, uh, you know, I love the show. It's like got me on the Showtime show that's coming out. It got oh, what's out. that? Uh, I'm dying. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that. That's cool. but I mean, they specifically saw me at Roast Battle and were like, yeah. "Who's this guy?" And then uh, I got, I'm on a cartoon. I, I can't say the name mm-hmm. of it yet, but uh, it's uh, I just got the first check today. It's pretty good. Sweet. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I, so you do have other things going on then, but you know, the I'm very end. loyal to Rose Battle because those other things are because of Rose Battle, right? So, uh, you but know, even I, with that loyalty, even with the successes the show has brought you, you are taking a break. Oh, uh, yeah, you're going on you vacation. Know, I'm going to the mountains now. Let me ask you something else when you decided to go to the mountains, how did you? Do it. Did you go to Moses? And I did. Said, is he that said, who you, uh, you went straight to Moses and you said, "Yo, I'm taking a f- taking some time." Yeah, yeah, he was cool. You know, he and uh, he's like, I get it. He uh, he's an amazing dude. I, you know, when you work with someone every week for three years, you'd think you'd have some beef with them or some like I don't know whatever. Like, hey man, I want a bit more of the spotlight or. I've never no, but he's from San Diego. He's easy going. But yeah, I, I've never once we've never gotten into an argument. Never yeah, any uh, ill will. So uh, yeah, I think he understands. I think anyone, if they were in my position, uh, and it may seem silly to people listening, the non roast battle fans, like what's the big fucking deal? But you know, I'm given the toughest battles every time I battle. They're, yeah, they're almost, you have to prove yourself each time. They're unwinnable battles, and I win them all except for Saratiana, which is losing to her is better than anyone's win. Right? She, she, like if you yeah, hang with her, you're good. Yeah, she's uh, a beast. Whereas a lot of people built up their records taking on people they knew they could win, and you know. Uh, so I feel like I should have gotten the title shot, not someone I beat. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. It's just like, what? why have rankings then? What's the point? Yeah, what's the point of the rankings? Why not just have a lottery and just put your hand in and, and draw a name? Is it possible you can get the title shot in the future? Uh, I also want it. Like, you know, I'm a very, um, uh, I, I'm trying to think of the right word, which I probably won't, but uh, I'm all about respect and like, 
like Frank Castillo is in front of me. If he got the title shot, I'd have zero problem with it because yeah. he won season two. He's amazing. He's ahead of me. Yeah, uh, Pat Barker, I think. We're either tied or he's ahead of me by one. If he got it, I'd be, hey, man, this is the way it works. Yeah. But, you know, like, you know. Yeah. Like, I just don't know. It's like. It's just, yeah, it's not fair. I mean, the only way sense. I could think of, like. And this person isn't famous either. Well, but that wouldn't even. I don't uh, personally. But then it would make a, at least where you could be like, yeah, they were ranked 13, but they're a star. You know, it would be great for the show. But that but, this isn't the case. Uh, no, but, but yeah. I, probably the most simplified way to explain how I feel is like uh, the Steelers lost to the Patriots in Week Seven, and then they lost to the Patriots in the Conference Finals, and it's like the league coming in and going, "Well, the Steelers get to go to the Super Bowl." It's like, well, the Patriots have beaten them twice. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's literally that simple. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, the show's amazing. And last week, they, I wasn't there. They had a great show, Connor and uh, Rich Slayton. It was killer main event. So, uh, you know, I don't walk away. Who won? Uh, I think uh-huh. Connor won in like overtime. Sweet. Uh, and Slayton's a beast. Uh, roast battle and great comic. But uh, you know, I don't leave the show with the attitude of do it without me because <laughs> they will <laughs> yeah yeah be totally yeah you just it's more for you the uh, you know i just you. had to clear my head and uh you know i you know i i've gotten back together with girls i i never thought i would and uh so you know i, I always like to leave a door open yeah i don't i think you should get that door you should close that door uh, I don't see. I don't think you should, because you never know where that door leads to. Like, you know, what if I come back and then uh, the head of HBO is in there one time? I mean, like one night. Just, oh, not. I didn't mean the Rose Battle door. Oh, I, I meant. Oh, you I mean the girls? The girls. Oh, I, right. I say close the door to the girl. Well, I, you know, I never say never to that either. I mean, sometimes it's worked out, uh, you know, and and then sometimes uh, uh, it hasn't. So, uh, you know, well, I, I don't close doors. So basically, you still got that girl in the back of your mind, eating, um, eating away at you a little bit. I, I wouldn't say eating away at me. I just feel that uh, there was um, possibly uh, unf- you didn't get the closure you wanted. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if you ask around, everyone loves me for the most part. Yeah. So uh, I think right now, but except for the one person you want to love you. Um, you know, uh, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah, except for that one person. <laughs> but that's, isn't that how life works? Like, you mm-hmm. know, and I got no shortage of girls I could hang with. But, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, you always want except the Except the that you- girls uh, that, see, see, the girls, see, here's what I, I think you're blinded by the rejection a little bit too. Because, like, you know, you could get, you, you got a lot going for you. You could get, you can get a much, uh, you could say, cuter girl. But I, I disagree with you there. But uh, I think, you know, for me, uh, I don't really have a type. Like, if you look at my last three girlfriends mm-hmm. uh, and put them in a, a like, like a lineup together, like, they're all three different. Like, well, they're all white. Well, I mean, you know, come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, other than that. Uh, but, I mean, like, I, I've been with a black woman before. I mean, mm-hmm. Uh, her name's Aunt Jemima. She's on my pancakes. <laughs> uh, but, you know, one was short and busty. Uh, one was very tall and, um, uh, I guess, model. Slender, uh, yeah. Slender. And then, uh, you know, the last one was almost a combination of the two. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's for me, it's a vibe. Like, if you... 
you can date someone older than you and, and or someone younger than you and if you click it's like you said age to me is a number and i know that's a yeah. cliche like ugh. But it's true. Like, yeah, at least it can be, especially yeah. if if the person that's old. Like to me, if I see someone older, and they're you know so old that it's it's affecting their life, then that's when age matters a little bit more. But if you're, uh, you know, fifteen years older, but you're in good shape, you got a full head of hair, whatever. For the most part, for the most part, you're doing your thing. You're you're keeping up with the younger people. Then age is just a number. Well, yeah, I mean, I act a lot younger. Yeah, if you started having no wear depends, then it's like, okay, yeah, maybe he's a little too old. Or, <laughs> well, I don't think I'm well, quite there yet. Right, but, uh, exactly. And on the opposite, like if you're younger uh, and, you know, you're very mature and, and you know, you like like older artists, like we, we had things in common. Uh, right, but that all, but then it's there's also the unfairness of, you know, older girls – you don't want younger guys. There's uh, no 24 year old girl that wants to date an 18 year old dude. That well, doesn't happen. Well, I also think it uh, it uh, you know depends on men from you know a girl's past. Like if if she's been treated like shit, uh, she almost is used to that. So, right. Like guys like you and I, because mm-hmm. you're a great guy, very nice, very humble, and you know uh, it, it's weird. It almost hurts us. Yeah, and you think how could being nice to a girl hurt you? It it's happened to me, not necessarily recently, but like you know, maybe even a couple girlfriends ago, where it's like, oh, Earl's a great guy, but he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't do drugs. Right, so boring. boring. Yeah, and I'm the furthest thing from boring. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm the life of the party usually, but like. You know, yeah, to certain people, but they you know, get bored, or or opposite, where they're just too crazy for me too. Or I'll go out with a girl and she goes out drinking too much, and I'm just like, I don't want that worry in my head. I have yeah. a low self esteem. She's out getting fucked up every night. It's not going to work for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, in I've relationship, gone through that, and I think some girls think the grass is greener on mm-hmm. the other side, and uh, well, maybe there's. Maybe there's someone better than Earl out there, or not even necessarily me, but whoever. And uh, it's usually not. Well, the thing is, in LA, every girl just wants the next best thing. They move up the ladder. They want to keep going up that ladder because, especially if they're an actress or a comedian, they're essentially just they're all prostitutes, you know. <laughs> and and they're just they're just sucking us for what we're worth, and then they're just moving up the ladder. They're saying, "Oh, I dated Earl. I got I got what I could out of him." What's next? Who can I get something from now? Oh, I dated Ari. He was nice. He took me out to dinner. Got me a got me a spot here. Okay. Got what I could from him. Who's next? You might be on to something. So you're going through the girl troubles. You're taking a break from Roast Battle. Besides that, is everything good? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, comedy consumes my life. So, uh, you know, the, my stand-up's probably never been better. So That's that, good. Uh I mean, it can always get better for sure. sure but but, uh, but you're happy with it. It's you're in a good place with it. You're not. Yeah. You, like for me, I'm in a place where it's it's good. But I uh, I hate all my jokes. I've been doing all my jokes for like six months, and I'm just bored of them all. I just want new ones. But I mean, it's tough. That's the hardest part for me. It's the writing new ones. But if you're getting up in front of new crowds a lot, I don't mm-hmm. mind doing the same jokes because the jokes are new to them. 
I don't mind either, but then it gets to a point where I'm like, okay, I need something new just right. for me. Well, I get that's it. where I'm at. I'm like, I need, I got one new thing that's exciting me, but now I, I need to get another new thing. I need to get a new five or something. I mean, I try and write five topical jokes a day, uh, and most of them are horrible. But like, it, it just, it's like going to the gym. It just keeps you creative. Yeah. And so you then an idea will hit your head, you know, about a relationship, about you know, whatever, and your mind's already in writing mode. So, I mean, you know, you might just try and write a topical joke or two yeah, a day. It's a good idea. It's not your style to go, hey, right. here's what happened. And, you know, the trip. right. Yeah, but I see what you're saying. Just to keep the juices flowing. Yeah, I mean, it works, you know, and most of the five I write are horrible. Like, yeah. I wrote one today. It was like so, like, just bad, but it was a joke I wrote. My mind was created it. So, hopefully, in an hour or two, something hits me oh okay okay before we get out of here what advice would you give to either me or the listeners give a little back we we just gave you some advice you're not it doesn't sound like this advice you're gonna you're not necessarily gonna take my advice on closing those doors but that's okay you know i don't disagree with the advice you gave me necessarily Mm -hmm. i just think that the heart wants what it wants um yeah if i felt uh you know with some girls there's definitely closure and you go okay listen if they want to bone these bozos from you know wherever i i go ahead i i can't that door is Mm -hmm. probably closed but uh you know i've certainly made uh mistakes cutting girls off that maybe i shouldn't have and you know so that's why i never say never in that regard right Uh, now what before i give advice to your listeners what can you give me an idea of your demographics it's a pretty wide range. I'd say it's predominantly male. It's pre- I think most podcasts. Yeah, are. <laughs> I think it's predominantly a male audience. Uh, that being said, I have gotten some messages from women. Uh, usually, they don't like it, but that's okay. Um, sometimes they do, and I'd say it's a male anywhere from ages fifteen to thirty-five would be the average. But that being said, it's a wide range. There's older listeners. There's ev- all sorts of listeners, other I'm- countries, everywhere. I mean, I would say no matter what you do, but I'm assuming comics listen to this a uh, fair amount. Uh, is, Doubt uh, it, but maybe. Well, I mean, this advice... Maybe, could, you know what? It's probably comics in, like, Nebraska. But that's who eventually will have to come here. you got to come yeah. to L.A. to make it. Sorry. Yeah. Just you do. You even mm-hmm. see New York comics coming here. Uh, so, I mean, this is... If you... And, you know, who knows what making it is. It's Yeah, very, that's uh, a, a, a morphing... You know, thing to some people These you've made it i mean don't you know, i don't know about that but, but i mean you've gone from yeah. a door guy to a com i mean you were always a comic but now mm-hmm. you're an established comic with podcast and you hit the road uh to some people that's making it to some people they might look at me as earl's made it he's he's on roast battle which is right hit show uh showtime it's on another particular cartoon network uh uh you know to some people I've made it to me like Chris has made it I'm sure yeah he's definitely made it I mean I can't yeah he's made it I mean if anyone's made it it's him (laughs) yeah but I'm sure even to Chris it's maybe he wants what Adam Sandler has like you know producing and directing and right even as crazy as it sounds you know Adam Sandler probably looks up to I don't know Albert Brooks who's like you know a legend so yeah I mean I would say to the people out there uh Never listen to anyone who's not better off than you are, you know, and uh, whatever you do in life, especially if you're a comic, 
uh, or a musician or you want to be an actor uh, you know uh, you have to be delusional uh, but your delusion has to be based in reality if that makes any sense it's kind of contradicting but what I mean by that is uh, you know I've been told I'm funny since the fourth grade play and uh, so and before I started stand-up most of my friends were agents and managers they were all like Earl you're the funniest guy we know get into comedy we'll help you and then literally the week I got into comedy they quit the business to get into real estate but uh, the point being is my delusion of I'm funny enough to make it is somewhat realistic versus I want to play in the NBA at the age of 48 and no vertical leap. Right. That's record yourself doing stand up if you're bombing every time. Yeah. You, you might, you might want to pick another thing. I mean, maybe you hear stories of, Oh, this guy was horrible when he started and it took him years. Uh, I doubt he was, he probably thinks of himself as horrible, but he was probably getting laughs. Yeah, I mean, start. I know. hear, for example, like uh, I hear, I, I didn't, I wasn't around, but I hear that Sebastian was horrible when he started. I mean, I would. I say hear that. I, was I, I wasn't around. To me, he's great. Oh, he's probably. But yeah. I heard, like, what I hear is like when he got started, he was really bad, and then all of a sudden he got good. I bet you he wasn't that bad. I bet you. I don't know, but I, who knows? Well, I think you know. You tell me. I mean, I think. Uh, he definitely wasn't the Sebastian you see today where the second he hits the stage, he's fucking funny and, like, charismatic. And right. And he's honed in on that. Not that he does a character, but, like... Right. He's uh, honed in on that, himself. So, uh, you know, I think it took him probably a couple of years to find that character just as, you know, it took me literally probably 10 years to go, okay, this is the type of comedy I want to do. Like when I first yeah. started, I was doing dirty jokes. I was like, I want to be like Dice. Yeah. And then I, I knew that that really wasn't my personality necessarily and then i was like well i want to be like Stephen wright and do like, but you weren't bombing when you were even trying all these things you weren't bombing every time no one would look at you and go that guy sucks no i mean i yeah. think i survived on my likability like you know when you're talking about 80s metal and it's you know early 2000s you know no one's heard a rat or mm -hmm. you know poison but they still went along with me because they saw the joy in my eyes when i was talking about the bass player from rats solo album Mm -hmm. uh, which they had absolutely i think the key in comedy is uh you know just make whatever you're talking about interesting to the people yeah you know and, and they'll be on board like saturday two days ago i had probably out of the hundreds of sets in the or my best set ever and you know just uh most of it was talking about the stallone movie cobra and I would say that 80% of the crowd literally wasn't even born in 86. Yeah, I've never seen out. Cobra, for but, sure. But that's, like, you, you know, they never saw the movie, but they laughed at my premise of picking up on girls just using lines from the movie Cobra. Uh, so you talk about what you love, and the, the audience will dig it, like, even if they don't know what you're talking about. And uh, advice for you is... Uh, you know, I really don't have a lot of advice for you because you're very smart in how you've navigated the murky waters of L.A. comedy. Like, I've never heard a bad word about you. You don't have one enemy that I know of because you're nice to everyone, which you should be anyway. But that's why you're getting more success because people are like want to be around you. That's very nice of you, but I think that uh, none of that is true. I don't I, think you I have one enemy. I have a f several enemies. Uh, I don't think I have an outward enemy where they're like, fuck Ari, but I think there's people that I walk by and they go, fuck Ari in their head. I don't think so. And then... I would uh, tell you, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
I mean, unless there's like maybe you moved in on a guy's chick or something. No, none of that for sure. Uh, that I, I respect the boundaries of. But uh, and then as far as success, that I definitely don't have. But you're I more mean, successful than when it. you came up here as a door guy. When yeah. you were like struggling to get three minutes here, you know, you're you're one set a week at, at the employee spots, and right. now you're opening for Paulie and yeah, yeah, and other people. Yeah, I, I get a lot of spots. But that's like you're at the point probably where like when I was opening up for Rob Schneider, where you know at the time I thought, wow, this is the greatest gig on earth. Like I'm in front of you know thousand people at this theater, twenty five hundred mm-hmm. people in New Mexico, and you know you realize that they're all there to see Rob or Paulie. Yeah, but it's still like still fun. Uh, there's still a cool of thing. Yeah, headliners who would kill to be doing this spot right now. Yeah, that's so, true. I guess you got I gotta be more appreciative of what I have. Yeah, and then in two years or whatever, a year from now, you know, you'll look at those gigs and go, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to, you know, maybe headline on my own, like a smaller club. And Yeah. So it's like, you know, I think how you're handling yourself is, like, really awesome because, like, there's certain people with the, let's just say, roast battle where, you know, they're good roasters or whatever, but they are they overinflate their value here. Right. uh you know, all good shows come to an end. And mm-hmm. Although Roast Battle is not uh, going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, I think it'll be around for a few more years. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, there'll be a time when that show's not around anymore, and then you got to come up here as a comic, and no one's going to give a shit about you. Because it's like, oh, he's on Roast Battle. We better be nice to him. It's like, oh, he was on Roast Battle. <laughs> right. That uh, it's it's interesting. You see these people who get TV shows, and then year after that ends, it's like, well, he's back to the grind, like yeah. everyone else. I mean, how many people uh, have you seen on you know maybe a show on whatever network and it's canceled, and a year later they're they're at the Lexington going on after Kenny Lyon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've seen it. Like, yeah. You it see happens. it every year. Yeah. I mean, think of every year shows get canceled. It's and, it's hard to keep that fifteen minutes going. Yeah, I mean, you, uh, and I'd like to take a few of my 15 minutes to uh, say, uh, like my mom said to me, you know, this is the ultimate advice because it's really ingrained in my head to treat everyone the same, uh, is we all shit out of the same hole and no one's better than anybody. You know, I'm no better than you. You're no better than Kenny Lyon. Uh, you know, Chris is no better than, uh, you know, Abby Roberge. Uh, you know, it go on and on. It's just... So uh, treat everyone with respect and just don't be a dick. Out. Yeah, like, don't be a dick. Know, I've uh, I I agree with that. Don't be a dick. Be nice to every. You should be nice to everyone, just because you should be. But you know it benefits you, especially in comedy, especially uh, really, especially in L.A. comedy. Oh, uh, I mean, I'll say this without saying names. Um, you know, I'm not. I don't consider myself to be fake or phony. I'm not nice to everyone because I, I'm playing a game. I'm just consider myself to be a nice person. But there's a couple people who are real dicks. Uh, and not, not even necessarily to me, but just to other people around me. And I don't like being around them. And when I'm thinking of somebody for something, I just instantly yeah, reject them. Because I'm like, well, I don't want to be around that person because it's just negative energy. So... That's definitely good advice. Yeah, I mean, there was a situation, I won't say where or who, uh, but uh, I was asked about um, someone, about the position somewhere, and uh, I didn't even say anything. The person who asked me just saw the look in my eyes and 
uh, and that person will never know that happened. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just pays to be nice because you never know. Like, you, you know, I was once at an open mic in 2002 where two comics got into just the most meaningless argument on stage. And, uh, you know, 2006, I'm at a particular network's office. I'm uh, in there with one of those comics who went from an open micer to pretty much a a room, you know, TV, not star, but prominent on TV. And mm -hmm. uh, they were taking submissions for a stand-up show. And it just so happened that while we were there, the other comic's submission tape was sitting on the guy's desk. And the other comic looked at it and was like, went, nah. Don't think that one's going to make it through. Yeah, so, that's four, the name you know, of the game. There's a lot of politics. Goes to show you four years later, a small argument at an open mic in Valley Village, and you, you know you end up at a, a network in uh, you know a certain part of town where submissions are being taken, and it just so happened that that one of the comics tapes was in the room when the other comic got into the argument was there, and just one look like nah, not happening, and that comic will never know that. So it just you know. You just should be nice. It just fucking pays off. Makes like, sense. And no matter, it doesn't even have to be in stand up. Like, that's why you'll make it in this business because everyone wants to work with you. People want to work with you. Like, people, I think most people want to work with me. Yeah. You know, uh, for the most part. Uh, and you, so it's just like, be nice. It ain't that hard. And don't be cocky if you're on a TV show because it's not going to be around forever. And then you're going to have to stand on your own two feet. At, you know, and especially at the comedy store where, you know, comedy store weeds out the weak ones. Yeah. Like, you might be a real big deal in Orange County at, like, the Anchor Bar, but uh, this ain't the Anchor Bar. This is, like, the best of the best. And to get in here now, I mean, the you look at super funny comics are going on at 1 a.m. Yeah, you look at comics with hour-long specials that are, are here hanging out. Yeah, I get it. they can't even get on. They can't yeah. even get three minutes on a Monday. People with who are starring in television shows, hour-long specials, this place is uh, So, you know, I mean, I realize insane. that this is comedy store specific, but, you know. Like, but it translates to all walks of life. I think so. Yeah, you know, definitely. Uh, like if you're trying, if you're a mechanic and you're trying to get in at the Ford plant, you know, there's probably a, a hundred great mechanics. Yeah, it'd be gonna, helpful if those mechanics knew you and liked you. Yeah. This whole world revolves around uh, not reservations, but recommendations. Mm -hmm. And whether it's comedy, music, acting, uh, you know, I'm sure someone from the Showtime show said, "Hey, is that guy cool? Is he? Is he? You know, what's his vibe?" And uh, you know, bam. So uh, just really be nice to everyone, and it's the only way to be. And you know, uh, Ari Manis is a great dude. I Thank you. Likewise, I owe you a lot because. You helped me with my podcast. You helped me start it. You helped me uh, show you how show me how to edit it. And when I say edit, I just mean put the song at the beginning and the end. Hey, that's something. That's more than most people out there would know how to do. But I mean, like it's a skill. You didn't have to. You know, like you can just you know learn, figure it out on yourself. So that's why I'm always loyal. And if there was ever a gig that I could get you, I would just because. Not just because you helped me, but because you're a nice guy. That's uh, yeah, and that's why I'm still nice to you, just because I'm waiting, I'm waiting for that bone. Well, I mean, you know, uh, I'm I'm not at the position yet no, where I'm just I can. Kidding. But I'm like, just kidding. 
But uh, no, I appreciate that. And I think you're a great guy. You've always been nice to me before I ever helped you with anything before uh, I was not that I'm anything, but be, you know, when I, you didn't know who I was, you've never seen me. You don't know. You were just, you're, you're always a nice stand up guy. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate you coming on this podcast. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of unlicensed therapy. Tune in next week. We'll all help somebody else. Can or I not help podcast? Yes. Uh, your podcast is called My Name is Earl. No, 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 dude. What are you doing, dude? What? Oh, okay. You're the wrong name of the oh, podcast. Oh, that's right. No, that's a TV show. That was a TV show. Uh, no, his podcast is called... Uh, Inappropriate Earl. Inappropriate on, Earl. It's on iTunes and SoundCloud. SoundCloud. On iTunes. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> it's okay. Those are the two best ones. Maybe we'll, I'll teach you how to put it on Stitcher the other ones. Stitcher I mean, and all those other but, ones. Uh, pretty easy. I owe Ari a lot. So, yeah. Inappropriate Earl, check it out. Uh, I was checking it out. I was actually looking it up recently just to check up on you, and I, it has like 100 reviews on iTunes. Looks I, like I, it's doing 138. good. 138. 138, that's great. Uh, you know, some the last couple have been a little... Uh, you know, I tell people, leave a review, good or bad, I will leave it up. But don't say it's like the greatest podcast of all time because that's a little much. And then, of course, the last story, we're like, this is the greatest podcast of all time. You I'll be say believable. this. If you're still listening to this, leave me a review for Unlicensed Therapy on iTunes. And also, I the reviews I have now, I just ask my friends to leave them so they're also fake. And also, Earl, if you could leave me a review. I will. From Can I make therapy a confession? On iTunes, yeah. Uh, the first... Uh, the first review for Inappropriate Earl was uh, done by uh, a guy by the name of Hank Weldon. And I think the second one was done by a guy named Ari Manis. So. Uh, it's possible. But Hank Weldon uh, is a character from Miami Vice that I used to just get the get the ball rolling. So I really have 137 yeah, videos. Yeah, I probably have uh, five, and they're probably all my friends. But if I can get another one from you, that'd be great. Uh, it'll be Earl's done game. when I get home. All right, cool. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for listening, everyone. See you guys next week. Unlicensed therapy with Ari Mendes. Ari Mendes. Ari Mendes.